بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala and we seek blessings on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and we are looking at Surahs 102 and 101 and the floor is yours. Okay, so Surah 102 is At-Takta... Sorry, I need to see that Arabic. It's been a while. Yeah. English is weird with Arabic words, at least pronouncing it. But um, this surah was revealed in Mecca, and it is about what happens when you begin to favor this world over the afterlife. And so it's continuing the themes of other surahs as to that warning of like, don't get too comfortable in this world. I think it was the surahs that we did, the two just before this one, where they were talking about how accumulating wealth in this world and whatnot can be um, dangerous because it'll get in the way of like, your dedication to ensuring a good life in the afterworld. Um, and so this is continuing that concept. And in this surah, Allah is saying that we are all preoccupied by love for this world um, and that it distracts us from doing all we can to secure a good life in the world after. Um, because like this is the world that we're currently inhabiting. And so it's really easy to forget. And I think that that is a good reminder. Um, and then there were some hadiths that were referenced as a part of the tafsir in which the prophet is recorded um, for having spoken about how there's an endless greed that consumes us in this world and how um, that's a sort of, again, a threat to ensuring that we have a good life after. And so we have both the prophet and God talking about how um, this world is sort of almost a hindrance um, if we let it be. And then the surah also has a threat in which it says that doing what is warned against, so fixating on this world, will make it so that you know the punishments of the afterlife. And I guess that's just like a fancier way of saying that like you will get punished because it's like you're going to get to know them. Um, and then there are more hadiths in which, um, in this tafsir, in which uh, the prophet is recorded saying that we will be questioned about our gratitude or lack of gratitude towards Allah in this world and how we want about recognizing or ignored recognizing that gratitude. So like how we prayed or like did what was asked of us. Um, and that is all I have for the surah. Okay, Are you okay yeah. though? I saw you like rubbing your eyes and stuff. Oh, no, this was uh, usually my eyes were burning with this time. They were not, so thank you. <laughs> And so, yeah, so so here that this greed, this uh, uh, striving for more and more and more uh, can overtake you. And, and it is this thing in human nature that when you love, when you are in the presence of, of something, you will love it. And we are in the presence of dunya. And so by default, we're going to love the dunya. Right. And, and it's literally so serious that someone can blow their whole life uh, getting caught up in, in this whole race for, for acquiring things. Is it's, you know, the striving distracts you or striving for more distracts you until you visit your graves. And the interesting word here is it is Zortum, until you visit your grave. And so if you try to imagine time, imagine you lived uh, a thousand years ago and imagine you lived for 900 years. So, so, you know, like, let's say Noah, peace be upon him. Um, uh, uh, he has, he was alive, you know, we're taught he was alive for 900 some years 
and he's from a couple thousand years before the prophet peace be upon him so let's say he was from six thousand years ago meaning all that time imagine if someone just spent it all just trying to acquire 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 like they were caught in the rat race and then they've spent more time now dead until the day of judgment and this amount of time let's say so that person has been dead for six thousand years so far that's just considered to be a visit Right. And so now think about how huge the next life is going to be. And so these choices that we make that could be, that seem insignificant in this life could have gargantuan consequences in the next life. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, so it's easy to get caught up in this. And everyone will see the, will see reality. Uh, we'll see absolute reality without any doubt. And then we'll be asked about all those things that distracted us. What, so it, yeah, go ahead. This surah is taking a special focus on materialism. It's like what it seems like. So is it almost like getting caught up in wanting an excess or just getting caught up in wanting to um, not necessarily succeed, but like, um, I guess, be more successful in this life? I don't know if I phrased that correctly, but like, I was just wondering because materialism is normally like in our society currently defined as having an excess, like so more than what you need. So is this what the surah is referring to or is it sort of just referring to like doing stuff here, like focusing on school, for example, or like focusing on like building your career slash professional goals over your well, thing? I mean, I wouldn't say, so the first principle I would say is that as long as you stay out of haram, then you're okay, inshallah. Okay. And, and I think that's a very, very important principle because we're not saying poverty is a virtue. Right. Yeah. We're saying staying out of haram is a virtue. Uh -huh. So you might be a zillionaire, but if you stay out of haram, then inshallah, you're good. Right. Okay. Uh, nevertheless, it is still very easy to get caught up in acquiring things and still do it all halal. So, so the point is, this surah is almost like an indirect invitation to have an even higher standard upon yourself. Okay. Because, like, when it comes to food, the Prophet peace be upon him says, "Okay, you know, he like starts speaking very nastily about the stomach, and he says basically all you need to eat is enough that'll keep you straight physically. Right. Because probably just a few morsels of food." Uh, but naturally we're conditioned to eat to the point where we feel satisfied, right? You want to like have a really satisfying iftar and then yeah. a satisfying dinner. And, and so, so that could also fit into this, not in the sense that it means we're going to hell, you know, I'll leave it left for that, but um, the basic point being that we can have an even higher standard of conduct upon ourselves. Right. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's look at Surah 101, Al-Qariyah. Yes. Um, and so Al-Qariyah is one of the names of the Day of Judgment. And uh, appropriately, the Surah is about that. And um, one of the tafsirs, the line specifically, or not specifically, but like it was saying that this is the day in which man will be separated like moths. 
And I wasn't sure what exactly that was in reference to. And I was hoping he could explain that after. But um, it also said that the mountains will crumble and like the sky will fall, et cetera, et cetera. And essentially all of this will happen. Our world will be destroyed and we will see the results of our deeds. So the deeds that we have done on this world. And I guess that this is um, tying back to the other surah in which it talked about how or in which the Hadiths talked about how we will be questioned about our gratitude and how we paid that gratitude towards Allah through those deeds. And so this is the day in which you will either go to heaven or you will experience the fire of hell. And uh, um, then went on to describe some of the things that could happen to you in hell. And it said that the easiest punishment will be having two sandals. No, wait, sorry. I read that wrong or I typed it wrong. Um, so the easiest thing will be having um, your brain boil essentially by like the, um, not necessarily demons, but like the people, I guess that work hell and the most severe heat and the most severe cold to sort of give us like a reference as to what hell is like. It talks about how the most severe heat and the severe cold in this world are from hellfire the severe heat being like Allah allowing it to relieve itself from constantly having experienced its own, own heat. And then the severe cold being like Allah is allowing it to take a breath because again, it's own heat. And so like hell is so bad that even hell begged Allah for a break from itself. And that was essentially the entirety of the surah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, just like you said, Al-Qadiyah is one of the names of the Day of Judgment. And it's hard to translate, so this translation I'm looking at calls it the crushing, the crashing blow. And so this part about people being scattered like moths, like imagine you have a bunch of moths together, like in a clump, mm -hmm. almost like in a nest, and then along comes, you know, a burst of wind or somebody or like some animal, and then just how do they look when they're all like flying in every direction? That's what people are going to look like trying to escape. Okay. But uh, people who cannot escape will not be able to escape. Uh -huh. And the mountains will be like tufts of wool. Imagine like a mountain crashing to the ground and you have this big cloud of dust, which sort of looks like very loose wool. That's right. basically what that's going to be. Um, a quick question that I had is like, so Esau Islam is supposed to come back and like um, there's going to be like a war and such, but then he will eventually rule. And it'll be like a time of peace before the day of judgment comes, right? Uh, I have to double check about the point about him ruling. Okay. Um, that's yeah. like the narrative that was told that's, to me. So that that's definitely in Christianity, but uh, uh, okay. I forgot specifically in Islam what the, what the narrative is. And it's probably something totally obvious that I forgot. So, <laughs> no, but um, my question was going to be like, if that is true, if. Um, he would like eventually sort of create like a peaceful world for believers i guess why is the imagery of hell so or like the image of the day of judgment so um not necessarily dark but like dramatically dark like i understand that it is the end of the world and stuff but why isn't it just like a peaceful death i guess why is it so yeah um, so so we have to distinguish between the end of the world versus the day of judgment and so okay. the day of judgment is going to begin with the trumpet and all of us getting resurrected. And okay. so all the stuff of Isa and Yajuj Majuj and the Antichrist, the Jal, all that stuff will have already happened in the okay. past. But the Day of Judgment 
is is going to be literally the most awe-inspiring event of your whole existence. Okay. But the events leading to the end of the world, that includes Isa alayhi salam, uh, that includes, you know, all these massive wars and such, and that includes Yajuj you know, and Majuj uh, being even too strong for Isa Islam to fight off and such. Right. And, uh, so that will also happen. But yeah, these are two different things. Okay. Yeah, that was the only question I had. Cool. And, and I guess that's basically it then. I don't think there's anything else. Let me see if there's anything else I want to add. Talk about... Uh, yeah, and so then, as you know, your scales will be uh, will be coming forward, and either you're going to have a heavy scale, meaning a heavy scale of good, or you're going to have a light scale where your scale of bad is heavier, and then you'll have this bottomless pit as your home. Okay. Another question that just came to me was, um, obviously, like the ancient Egyptians and stuff, they were alive times of like different prophets right and their imagery of death and like um the afterlife and like going to a peaceful one slash not does share a lot of similarities like some notable similarities and i got reminded of this because of the scale like they will have this scale that like measures their good versus their bad too um and so i guess like not necessarily a question but i suppose sort of a question is how um how does is mythology just like a corrupted I guess form of like the teachings of those prophets or is it like entirely I mean I think it could be either or you know okay. it could be something that is just taken from a prophet and just totally corrupted or it could be something that someone just invented out of their own imagination kind of mm -hmm. like when you think of Harry Potter or Star Wars or Star Trek or something right well cool. any other questions no, none that I can think of. Okay, so this is funny, but uh, alrighty, then uh, we'll talk some more. Maybe each other next week. Yes, sounds good. All right, so law. All right, I will see you. Well, you won't see me, but I'll see you at the class tonight. That's good, Joe. Okay, so. A lot of this.